Zachtown Sports. Headlines. Good morning, Sacramento. My name is Kyle Ledbetter, and these are your Sacktown Sports headlines. The Sacramento Kings are facing the Golden State Warriors in preseason game number four of five tonight in San Francisco. Coverage begins at 5.30 here on Sacktown Sports with the tip-off with G-Man at 7 o'clock p.m. Game three between the Texas Rangers and Houston Astros is at 5 o'clock p.m. today. The Rangers won their first two games of the series on the road. Houston is trying to be the first team ever to come back from losing the first two games at home. Game four of the WNBA Finals between the Las Vegas Aces and New York Liberty is tonight at 5 p.m. If the Las Vegas Aces win tonight, they will be the first back-to-back WNBA champions since 2002. Sacramento State football is back at home this Saturday night for a nationally televised primetime game against the Montana State Bobcats. Kickoff is at 7.30 p.m. Get your tickets at hornetsports.com. Those are your headlines. Reminder, all guests and callers join us from the Folsom Lake Honda hotline, Folsom Lake Honda, for one-stop Honda shop. Now let's return to more of Chris and Co. here on Sacktown Sports. Your flagship station for the beam team, Sacktown Sports. Welcome back, Sacramento. Alongside Chris Watkins, I am Zachariah. This is Sacktown Sports 1140. Follow us on Twitter. Get at us, won't you? I'm at Zach Sports, Z-A-K Sports. He is at Chris M. Watkins on Twitter. And we are on everything in terms of social media. Sacktown Sports 1140, Sacktown 1140, all that good stuff. We are live streaming on YouTube. People are up in the chats. All that good stuff. And you can be heard or you can be read. 916-339-1140. Coming up at 11.15. Preach. Preach. That's all I got to say. Preach. Mr. May. I know we're in October, but you preach, Mr. May. Dude, speaking facts. You are speaking for everybody in California. It's definitely one way to go out also. It's pretty. North, south, east, west. Everybody in Cali, you are speaking for them. And we'll play the audio. God bless. Man, this is like that's this is like radio gold for me. I can't wait to get into this. It's been killing me for years. I mean, you have to realize in 1989, I was six years old, Chris. Don't don't step on the segment now. I, I was like, I, oh, I, I was oh, like, yeah, hey, no, hey, you're hey, right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. We'll keep that. You're right. That's a good tease. We'll just leave it at that. In 1989, I was six years old. There you go. Uh, but right now, Kings fans, as you get ready for the Warriors again, yep. we wanted to go to the people because we are men of the people. You mm-hmm. would consider yourself a man of the people, right? I would think so. I'm definitely a lot more of the people than of Carmichael Dave. You know, like I'm not. If we're if that's like <laughs> the scale, you know, I just mean like you know, Dave is all the way up here, yeah. and then you okay, know, okay, you know, all right, yes. Yeah. So, I assume, folk. I assume if a listener saw you on the <laughs> golf course or something like that, you know, and came up to you and said, hey, 
Chris Watkins. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. You would talk to him, right? I would hope so. You would yeah. shun them. Yes, yeah, I would so, not. I would so, not. I so would definitely not. We're men of the people. Well, <laughs> a local news outlet. Uh, I should give them proper credit, Kyle. KCRA3. They yeah, they're our a wonderful partner. Sorry, you have to forgive me. You're I'm good. staying in Airbnb. Oh, You're by good. the way, I got a story about going out in Sacramento last night. Ooh, yeah, I definitely have that. to hear that. Well, let's just say I didn't know where I was. <laughs> Found out the, uh, the fun up. way. The fun way, I suppose. Okay. Um, but they were outside of uh, Golden One okay. and talking to the people, as we were talking about, yep. and talking to fans and expectations. And let's hear from various different people outside of the arena before the Kings-Warriors game. We have waited for so long for the Kings to be doing well, and we're just super excited there we go. There we go. Waiting so long. Yeah. How long, Chris? Uh, oh, come on. That of, doesn't just roll off your tongue? I, well, I mean, because it's even like, okay, so the playoff drought was seven, 16 years, or 17 years, 16 seasons. Of those 16 seasons, how close were they in any of those? Never. No, the Kings were never even above 500. They were wow. never even above 500. They didn't even yet. sniff no. the eight seed? No, that was, a, okay. that was not only a playoff streak, it was a losing season gotcha. streak as well. Okay. Uh, they had but even one in, year they were the nine seed. Even in yeah, even in 2006 when they made the playoffs, though, like they were an eight seed. They were playing the Spurs. They only won one game in that mm. series. So, realistically, it's been 20. Oh, wow. well, We're in 20, 2023, yeah. The 2003 season was probably the last time people felt – this optimistic about a king season heading into it of course like you know yeah that 2006 season and some other seasons like that there was a little bit of hope going mm-hmm. in the season or you know Not as the really. season progressed but high pick for the most part there, yeah i mean yeah. it was it was always just especially from the uh broader sense of sacramento obviously kings fans like the the hardcore people were they were with them even through the bad years. But for, for the general Sacramento public, yeah, it's probably been 20 years since people cared this much. And I know I've asked you before, but for those non-P1 guys, yeah. listeners out yeah. there, P1 means listens to every second of every show. Yeah. But for those that don't listen to every part of every show, because I know I've asked you this yeah. on air before, how much better is it covering them when they're good <sighs> than versus when they're bad? Because there's some people out <laughs> yeah. there that think – that what we do for our jobs, mm-hmm. that we actually like the controversy and the losing and right. stuff like that. Like, no, we would rather them be good. Right. It's much more fun doing what we do coming onto the microphone when they're a good team yeah. versus when they're a bad team. Well, and to peel back the curtain a little, not only is it more fun, it's also significantly easier to do the job. Like, everything about the job is just way better. The the people are there. I mm-hmm. mean, just the eyeballs are there. Yeah. Uh, the content obviously that is there. It's it's the a lot, vibe in the city. The vibe Chris. is a lot better. Yeah, and yeah just your exci- your own excitement level to to talk about the team is different. You can only say in so many different ways that a team sucks, and how many <laughs> different ways they suck, yeah. and how many different ways they could be better. Yeah. And who's the problem? Yeah. It's a lot easier to talk about when you're good. When we can mind, how you can get better. It's like we can yeah. talk about the team. We can talk about Mike Brown. We can talk about the assistants. We can talk about the rotation. GM, we can talk about specific players. Free we can talk about moves. people who are contributing a yeah. little, who could contribute more. There's just yeah. so much more meat that's on the bone when the team is good. Like I don't, I don't, I hope it's not a secret, but like, yeah, I mean, it's not that we are homers here at at. 1140 or any any news publication really it's just the facts of the matter even you know the sacramento b will tell you 
we want the team to be good because 100%. at the end of the day, that brings the most eyeballs to what we're doing. And good so we're is always going to root for the team to succeed. Good is good. Let's hear yes. more from the people. Such a great season. It's just it's so much more momentum, so much more traction going with the team and the franchise as a whole right now. Stakes are higher now than they've ever been, and uh, we're ready to see it all kind of come and happen. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder, Chris. Exactly where is the expectation? I believe yeah. we. I believe we have had this conversation. Right. But is getting past the first round enough? Because you would think, okay, yeah. if you're looking at this in terms of progression, you had the long drought. We can put that behind us now. You made the playoffs last year. You went to seven games with the champs. Yep. If this year they just get out of the first round, do you think the fans will be disgruntled, or is that enough? Because that's technically so you're progress. They do make it out of the first round. So yes. if they make the second round, yes. I think that's more than enough, in my opinion. I personally feel like the Kings making it again and having a good showing in the play. Do, essentially, if the Kings replicate almost exactly what they do did last season, me personally, I'm totally okay with Come it. Come on. If they lose in the first round, you're I'm okay? I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it. I think because, again. Zach, I got higher what, expectations. What did we just talk about? <laughs> I know. The last time Futility. the teams were good. Yeah, yeah. This is not about, like, you can't you can't try and fast track this thing, okay? You need to make sure your foundation is there. You need to make sure the house you built is on good standing so that you can further expand upon it in the but future. you got to go piece by piece. you got to get to the second round this year. I don't think you have to. I mean, not have to. You it's don't have to Western do anything. It's a conference. Like, it's, it's, there's tons of, I won't use the term, I would say reasons, not excuses, for why the Kings don't necessarily have to be, like, moving on to the second round to have a better season. I think that there's, All right. there's, there's a on lot the pole, of reason Kyle. to think that, there's still a lot of room for growth moving forward. They're not going to win a championship or or become super close a year after, or two years, I should say, two years removed from a 17-year playoff drought. But hang on. I didn't say win a championship. No, I, I know. Said I'm get just to saying, the second I'm round. more talking people expectations. Put it on the poll, Kyle. Would anything less than getting to the second round upset you? Yeah. Put that on the poll. I want to see what Is the people say. Is getting to the second round a must? Yes. Okay. There yes. you go. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Just to clear it. Just to. Yeah, yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. You worded it better than I. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So okay. Speaking of having a ton of words for something, coming up next, uh, Trevor May calls out an individual who's been called out for the larger portion of the calendar year. I mean, I think they called out his mom, which I think is going too far. I didn't. I didn't really subscribe yeah. to that. I believe they <laughs> was Doris. Come get your kid. Something like that. Yeah. Come get your kid. Um, but man, talk about when you retire. It's a good way. Feeling to go free to say whatever is, you want. <laughs> I think this is kind of what like everybody who leaves their job. I think this is exactly what everyone would ideally like to do when you leave your job. <laughs> I could do that, but I'm yeah. not going to do that. But coming up next, we will get into that. Uh, former A's pitcher Trevor May saying what I think a large portion of the A's fan base would like to say, and we will hear it from him. I believe, what was it? Uh, TikTok or uh, I don't know what what are the kids doing YouTube yes, live stream or Instagram? it was on Twitch it was a, Twitch oh, oh. He, he did it he retired on Twitch there's like eighty five different so forms random. yeah well I think he yeah yeah, yeah. he I think he's a gamer something like ah, that okay oh okay that makes sense yeah makes publicity sense. for his channel yeah yeah by is. the way speaking of being old the fact that people pay to watch other people play video games. Do you know that my dad pulled yeah. his hair out when I just played the video game myself? <laughs> I can't even imagine. He's rolling in his grave at the yeah. thought that people are paying to watch other people procrastinate. Yeah. Anyways.
We will get into Trevor May and uh, calling out the A's owner and much, much more coming up next. Chris Watkins, Zachariah, Sacktown Sports, 1140. The A's have 99 problems, but they really only have one. We'll get to that in just a second. Chris Watkins, Zachariah, Sacktown Sports, 1140. Call or text the show, 916-339-1140. Jump up in the chat, live streaming. Kyle hasn't put up the poll yet, but he will here shortly. Just search Sacktown Sports, or I made it easy for you on Twitter, at Zach Sports, Z-A-K Sports. He's at Chris M. Watkins. Click the link, jump up in there. Kyle will put up the poll, which I think Chris worded as... Is anything less than the second round, or is, is the second, second round, round a, a must? must? There you go. Yes. Is the second round a must? I happen to think so. Chris says, not so fast, my friend. And now the poll is up. The poll is up. Must the Kings make the second round of the playoffs this year? Yes, they do. No, as long as they make the playoffs. Those are your two options. Not exactly how Chris worded it, but that's just fine. That's fine. Um, so, yeah. Bottom of the hour, we will get back into more Kings. The Athletic is back at it. Breakout player prediction for the Kings? I think it's an obvious answer, but I could be totally wrong. We'll find that out at the bottom of the hour. But right now, Trevor May, God bless you, sir. You used your platform in the proper fashion. Now, we've seen throughout the year, Chris. (laughs) Okay, now, you're talking to a guy, okay? A guy whose father had season tickets to the A's. Yep. I was born in 1983. We had him in the late 80s, early 90s. I will not mention that he was Dutch and he was very cheap and he sold our playoff tickets to pay for the regular mm. season tickets. So I didn't see all the glory, mm-hmm. but I saw a lot of the regular season Sounds games. Sounds like you just brought it up. Sorry. <laughs> I know. That's kind of one of those things yeah. where it's like not to be a jerk yeah. and then you say yeah. something that's jerkish. Um, but uh, anyways, I was Ricky Henderson. The uh, fluorescent green gloves. Yep. You know what I mean? Bash Brothers, Jose Canseco, and yeah, Mark McGuire. Yeah, for sure. I, I, you know, you I'm were talking, just bashing up everybody oh, huh? back in the day. Just Dave You Henderson, and all your friends just walking in and out of class. Just, Dave What's up, Parker, man? What's up? Dave Parker, most out of shape <laughs> athlete of all time. Carney Lansford. We're talking Terry Steinbach, Dennis Eckersley. Anyways, um, love the A's through and through yeah. and covered the A's, did A's pre and post and yep. very familiar with the press room and all the ins and outs of the Coliseum. And, yep. you know, there's possums living in there. Sorry and, to hear that. You know, we get like a really bad rap. You know, Mount Davis kind of sunk us. Anyways, it's been bad, but we found a way to be good. Now, with yep. the Moneyball movie mm-hmm. and um, Brad Pitt, you know, starring as Billy Bean. Yeah. And we found a way to do more with less. Right? Mm-hmm. So we've made the playoffs a ton of times. Now we've yeah. lost every possible elimination game yeah. you can have, yep. unfortunately. But it's not like that now. Mm-hmm. We were not competitive. I believe we lost the most games that the A's have ever lost. Yeah, I mean, they there was a point in the season where they were close to beating like the Cleveland Spiders all time bad record. I mean, they, they cleared that. Did we get that easy. far? Yeah, I they, honestly they cleared put... that they cleared that hurdle pretty pretty easily. I think that was like a twenty three win team, but yeah, I mean, the A's did. It might have been the worst year of their history. Yeah, I believe I went ostrich, you know, head yeah. in sand. Yeah. I just didn't tune in because it was the right too move. depressing. Yeah. We did set the record for most losses in A's or just athletics franchise history, correct? But we didn't set the record for worst record no, ever. Not of all time. Okay, good. Not of all, all time. Right. So you got that. To- we there were all that. sorts of fun. The Oakland A's are the worst team ever stats I was bringing up on the morning show for yeah. a while there. Fair enough. Yeah. It, it, look, it was ugly. It's been ugly. 
And obviously, Fisher wants to go to Vegas because Nevada, well, they're kind of pushing back now. Mm -hmm. It's not a guarantee, but they obviously brought in the Raiders. They wanted the NFL, and Mark Davis, one of the poorest owners, or I think the poorest owner in the NFL, got his stadium funded down there, and the A's are trying to do the same thing. They're getting a little bit of pushback now. But here is Trevor May, and salute to you, sir, in his retirement, finally being able to speak his mind. I am officially announcing my retirement from professional baseball. Now that it's official, to the A's organization and every single person part of it, I love all of you. Every single one of you, except for one guy. We all know who that guy is. Sell the team, dude. Let someone who actually like takes pride in the things they own, own something. There's actually people who give a about the game. Let them do it. Take mommy and daddy's money somewhere else, dork. And I think that's how pretty much everybody <laughs> feels. I mean, he's not quite Mark Dorf. Davis in that. Well, look, he's Mark Davis in the sense that everything that he got, he got from his parents. Yeah. Right? Sure. But he's not Mark Davis in that all of his money is not tied up into just the team. Right. Like, literally, if Mark Davis sold the team and they took all the money from the selling of the team mm-hmm. and took that away from him, he would have nothing. Fisher has the gap or whatever else, you know, he's got invested in other stuff, but he's clearly not putting any money into the team. He's fighting with Oakland. To me, Chris, this has been a no brainer for like the better part of two decades. Seriously, you put it in Jack London. It's on the water, Chris. It would be beautiful. It's a beautiful sight. It could literally be, I should say. It could mirror. What the Giants have. Yeah. I don't know what it's called now. I was going to say Pac-12. Uh, Pac Oracle 12. Park. Oracle Park. <laughs> oh, yeah. because Pac-12 Park Pac-12 is Pac-12 Park. <laughs> Pac-Bell. Yeah. That's weird. Oregon State plays in San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> but y- you can have it across the water. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. You can have the same exact stadium right. just across the water, across the bridge, across, you know, and they just haven't done it. And obviously there's obstacles to be had. And I am always in favor of, look, you're rich, pal. Mm-hmm. You pay for your stadium. Yeah. You don't make the taxpayers pay for right. your stadium. But he's now calling him out, asking him to sell. Everybody's going to – here's my thing, Chris. Let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. If you owned a team, would you want to be hated? No. Wouldn't you want to <laughs> sell it just to not be, like, so yeah. hated amongst people? Yeah, and then it becomes an ego thing, though. When you're that rich, it's like, well, this this is my team. Like, I'm the one who owns it. And, like, you can't tell me what I'm going to do with my team and my money. How yeah. they, you know, and it becomes a – I mean, that that relationship between the, fa- the A's fans and the owner is already so adversarial. Like, I, I don't think that he – I think he – kind of thrives off it in some weird disgusting way like it's it seems like he i mean i i think a good portion like he of likes it, the hate i think yeah like i think he thinks it's funny like i think he thinks it's it's peasants that are that are yelling up at at a king essentially so he just doesn't care if yes he's hated. he doesn't care he doesn't yeah. he he's like i don't care that i'm upsetting an entire city i don't care that i'm upsetting an entire fan base i'm gonna do what i want to do and i understand that this means that kids are gonna grow up without a fa- favorite baseball team and things like that but yeah no sweat off my back. I'm going to make a lot of money when I sell this team in four years because uh, just because I moved them and, and really didn't have to, as you say. I mean, John Fisher's trying to do something unprecedented in terms of moving the team. Like, yeah, Mark Davis had them pay for the stadium essentially, but 
John Fisher's trying to get a hotel to essentially build the stadium for him. Yeah. They're not even going to have ownership over the stadium. Yeah. They're not going to own anything. He's just literally going to own the team that is in Vegas, and that's it. I mean, he he's he's found new ways to make what he's doing just the worst thing possible. Like, he, he's finding new ways to be terrible. It sounds like we both agree there's not a chance he sells. I wouldn't say there's not a chance he sells. I th- there's not a chance he decides to sell. Did you see Lakeup came in and said that he'd be willing he's, to buy him? He's he's made. Can his, you imagine what news that would be though. for That's Ace fans? It would be amazing. I mean, I think that would be incredible, and I think Lakeup should make more stink about it. Like, he he made an initial statement that he would be willing to buy the team, but there really hasn't been much pressure put on John Fisher by the necessary powers. I mean, obviously, Ace fans have made their voices known, but. I mean, Rob Manfred and the league office don't have see, they, they seem to be helping him. Yeah, they're yeah. helping him move this process along. The the thing that I think could make this thing change is if and we've heard some owners say things, but I think we need some big market owners to really step up and and voice their frustration with what's going on because from what I've heard, there's a lot of people in baseball, I don't know if it's owners or, or management or mm-hmm. what, that are not happy at all of by the breaks not. the A's yeah. are getting and how they're being treated and how they're treating one of the best fan bases in baseball. For sure. But nobody's doing anything about it. And yeah. so I, I think that's what it's going to take for for something to change here, for something are to the give. the people that are high up. Somebody yeah. who has some actual say, some actual power needs to needs to speak up because what's going on in Vegas right now, you're right. Like it's it's it was murky when it was first being announced mm-hmm. and since they've kind of let it breathe a little. It doesn't seem like that situation's gotten much better, and they're just trying to essentially force-feed the A's to Vegas right now. Yeah, I mean, and everybody involved wants the A's to be relevant and good, including the fan base. Except for John Fisher. Yeah, except for John Fisher. He's the only guy who doesn't Well, I mean, you know, the, the, the Yankees president of operations came out and called out, as he quoted, the two teams in Florida, mm-hmm. and their attendance numbers look amazing compared right. to the A's and with the revenue sharing, it's just, uh, yeah, it's just, it's, it's a disaster, but shout out Trevor may way to speak for the people. We appreciate that coming up next, the athletics breakout player predictions for the Kings. I think it should be led very obviously by one person. We'll find out if I'm correct from Chris Watkins and Zachariah right here. Sacktown sports. Your flagship station for the Beam Team, Sacktown Sports. That's right. We are the home of the Beam Team, Sacktown Sports 1140, alongside Chris Watkins. I am Zachariah. Coming up at 1145, it's the fifth, fun in the 40s, the getting to know you edition, getting to know all about you as we have been doing over the better course of a month month and a half two months something like that who's counting yeah who's counting but uh right now and i think the answer is obvious yeah not 100 percent sure but the athletic put out the breakout player for each team and for the kings i guess you could go davion mitchell i guess you yep. could go Sasha? Sure. I guess you could go. Yeah, I'm going to have to go with Keegan 
Murray. That's correct. That is okay. absolutely correct. Right. Uh, yeah. So yeah, the Athletic did a um, an article today where they did uh, thirty uh, NBA breakout candidates for this season. Went through every single team and gave them the most likely breakout candidate. And of course, as Zach mentioned there, uh, the Sacramento Kings breakout candidate is Keegan Murray uh, from. Our guy Hunter Patterson, shout out Hunter, uh, wrote this. We little like write-up. Hunter. Yes, we like Hunter. We don't time. like Hollinger. We like don't Hunter. Like Hollinger, like Hunter. So we like correctly. one H. We don't like the yes, other H. Exactly. Got it. Uh, uh, Hunter writes this. Uh, writes this about the Kings and Keegan. The obvious answer is Murray. Everyone in the organization, from GM Monty McNair to Coach Mike Brown to franchise staple De'Aaron Fox, expect him to take a second year leap. Uh, the Iowa product played only two games in the Cal Classic, averaged 35 points, three rebounds, two blocks, steal and a half. Murray was chosen for the 2023 USA Select team, and the Kings will likely put him in position to create for himself and others off the dribble this season. It will be on him to capitalize. That is, again, Hunter Patterson from The Athletic. Of all the things that we have talked about, on the airwaves with our time together. I don't think I've ever asked you, what do you expect out of, do you mm. think Keegan is going to take, so last year, obviously, yeah. what, he set the record for most three-pointers most ever by a rookie. made by a rookie, and okay. also was the first rookie to ever shoot at that volume and shoot over 40% from three. Okay, which is to be expected because the game has changed, and obviously the three-point shot is... Sure, to an extent. I mean, the guys that he were passing was like Donovan Mitchell and and players Mm -hmm. like that, but the the thing that really set Keegan apart was the efficiency. Like, Donovan Mitchell had the previous record for most threes by Mm -hmm. a rookie. He hit like 34% of his threes. Keegan was up at 40 almost at 41% from three. So, yeah. so that's that's really the biggest difference for for or what sets Keegan apart from what's ever happened before. Now, I go all the way back on these airwaves to prior to the Kings draft when they selected mm-hmm. Keegan Murray. And just having an Iowa bias, mm-hmm. I was yeah. anti the pick. Yeah. Because as I think we've talked about, B.J. Armstrong is the greatest player to ever go to uh, <laughs> Come Iowa, out of Iowa yeah, yeah. as a basketball. I, I just... I hate Iowa sport. First of all, I just no offense to anybody from Iowa listening. Okay, and I hope I'm not alienating all of the. I hate the state of Iowa. (laughs) I went there for basketball. No offense, but I hate your state. It's a terrible state, Chris. I think even Iowans would say that it's a terrible state. Definitely not California. It's flat. It's there's nothing to see. It's 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 humid. It's awful. The only good thing were the fireflies. I love fireflies. There you go. That was amazing. Cool. Other than that, awful. I literally looked in the mirror before I left. The, the team bus was waiting outside. I had my bags packed, looked in the mirror, and I said, Zachariah, spoke to myself in the yep. mirror, and I said, you will never come back to this state again. <laughs> and I have never been back to Iowa. Anyways, their football's boring. Their basketball's boring. Yep. The state is boring. Sure. Everything is boring. So I didn't want it just because of Iowa. I, forget about the player. Wow. Just Iowa. You're saying Iowa football is boring because they're 6-1 and one and ranked dead last in offense this year in college football exactly that that pretty much summarizes it they're right i give iowa literally no brain space out i've never i know thought about iowa i wouldn't have either had i not been there but anyways i feel like we're focusing on the wrong thing anyways (laughs) my point is focusing on the right thing and whether or not he's going to have a breakout year he doesn't see even still with having you know visual proof of him being a great player and what he did in the preseason, although California Classic, what are you going to count? Yeah. Summer League, what are you going to count? Hey, no. But even with that, he just doesn't seem like the superstar type. Mm-hmm. I feel like his ceiling, the ceiling is the roof, I feel like his ceiling is 
star, not superstar. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what I'm saying. So if it's yeah. if the breakout is going from good to really good, then I could see the jump. But if it's from good to great, yeah. that part I can't see. Yeah, I and mean, that might that might be being cruel, sure, and to, unfair. To answer your initial question, I, I, my expectations for Keegan are, I, I don't necessarily know how different it's going to look in the stat sheet. If I had to imagine, I think going from like twelve to fourteen to fifteen points per game isn't out of the question. I think the biggest difference is just going to be in style of play, like. Again, last year we saw Keegan get a majority, if not all of his points, coming off of Demonis Sabonis dribble handoffs and if not off screens and off no dribbles or one dribble. Mm-hmm. Wasn't really putting the ball on the floor, wasn't attacking the rim, didn't really have any finishing moves at the rim, had no Euro step, didn't really have much creativity or, or wiggle around the rim, as, mm-hmm. as Mike Brown would say. Uh, that's kind of the the areas that I expect. I expect him to grow as a basketball player. I don't know if statistically it's going to be some big massive jump, but I, I just think he's gonna. We're going to see a lot more shots off the dribble. I think we're going to see a lot more Keegan pushing the ball in transition. I think we're going to just see more, hopefully more playmaking, but definitely more rebounding. I think that's the big thing that that showed out on Sunday to me is. Last year, the Kings were terrible rebounding outside of Demonis Sabonis. And on Sunday, I saw Keegan actually attack the glass. Like, he really was 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 attacking it like he was trying to get boards and not just let assuming Domas is going to get the board. Uh, I, I think Keegan's game is just going to be a little bit more rounded out. And in the big, big picture of everything, yeah, I, I think Keegan can be... I don't even know if he can be an all-star, Frank. Like, I, I think that it's really, really tough to be an all-star in this league. Like, think about how good De'Aaron Fox was last year, and he got ha- he had to get, like, voted in as one. I think he was, like, the first alternate. So, I don't. I have a tough time saying that, that Keegan's going to be an all-star's trajectory is towards an all-star because that just takes so much more growth to your game that I haven't seen yet. But I, I think he can get near – like fringe all-star level. I, I think all-star would be like the peak that I could see him at. So you're more worried about the way in which he goes about his game, yes, less so about absolutely. the actual output. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. yeah Interesting. Yeah. And, and defense as well. I mean, defense and physicality are going to be the thing that if, if he is going to take that leap that I'm not seeing the superstar, or the star leap, even that's going to be his body filling out and just kind of getting stronger and using that on the defensive end. Cause right now, He's he's kind of uh, not aggressive. I won't say he's he's soft or anything like that, but he does not look to initiate contact, and I think a big part of that is because he's never really been been the strongest guy out there. But when he's 28 to 30 years old, I want to see what it looks like when Keegan knows that he's stronger than some of the younger guys out there. He's also, and this is random and this is crossing sports, but we mm-hmm. talked about Justin Herbert being aesthetically pleasing. Yeah. Murray's game is not really aesthetically pleasing. Sure. Least, well, like his jumper, for instance, when it goes in, obviously everybody's happy. Yeah. When he misses, it just seems a little flat. Mm. He doesn't have like, you know, like everything Fox does is foxy. You know what I mean? It's to it's an extent pretty I mean, yeah. to watch. I don't. I think even Sabonis has ugly finesse. Well, yeah, but uh, but he's a lefty, so sure. I'm a sucker for lefties. Same. But just. It, with Murray, I don't like his misses. It just seems like it's a flat miss, mm. you know. And so I tend to get more frustrated with his jump shot misses than I do other Kings players. Mm. But I do, 
I'll put it like this. All the concerns that I have, Mm -hmm. I have a lot less so, even though you shouldn't put a ton into the preseason. His preseason, the the way that he went about it, and again, we're talking California Classic, we're talking preseason, we're talking summer league, we're talking things where you're not, you know, the stakes aren't high, but I don't care. You deal with what's in front of you, and the way that he dealt with it was like, I'm coming next Mm -hmm. year. That was the way that he attacked it. Yeah. Not like, oh, I'm in here to get some run or whatever. He's right. like, no, I'm coming to be a superstar. Yeah, yeah no, I, I think the, the biggest thing that I saw from Keegan that makes me feel positively about me maybe underselling him was in the playoffs last year, just how he how he switched it up from those first three games to to the end of the series. Like there was there was moments where Keegan Murray was the King's best player for stretches in those playoff series, especially in game seven. There was a period where the Kings couldn't buy a bucket and Keegan Murray was the only one creating shots. And and that was the first time where I saw, okay, like maybe this guy really does have something special that that I'm not seeing or mm-hmm. or that can be unlocked under the right circumstances. Yeah. It's it's kind of all, I mean, it's a cliche and it, it might be even a sell a, a cop out for on my part, but it really is all up to Keegan. I think if Keegan, uh, he's clearly got the right attitude, the right mindset, like that guy's unfazed completely. He is very Kawhi Leonard esque in that, in that sense, but, or Tim Duncan or whatever calm comparison you want to use, but it, it's going to be on how hard he wants to work and how much he can maximize his game because with the shooting ability that he has, you can do so many things just playing off that, that he doesn't have to look like Paul George or De'Aaron Fox or something like that. He can do so much just based off. I mean, look at the career that Clay Thompson has carved out for himself just off of shooting. Keegan can be a version of that, but even bigger and taller and hopefully stronger. Um, that That's what could potentially be really exciting about Keegan's game. Well, you have Sabonis, you have Fox in your top 25, and in terms of the top 100, you have Barnes in there as well, albeit closer to 100. And if Keegan can get up in there, we will see if, as we put up on the poll on um, on YouTube, whether or not the second round should be what everybody is grading the Kings on. But coming up next, fun in the 40s. We do it every time around this hour of the program, we have fun in the 40s, and it is the getting to know you edition. So you will get to know Chris a little bit more, and you'll get to know me a little bit more. Coming up next, Chris Watkins, Zachariah, Sacktown Sports, 1140. Welcome back, Sacramento. Alongside Chris Watkins, I am Zachariah. Coming up, top of the hour, Kings, Warriors, tonight, national television, despite everybody yelling at me that NBA TV is not national television. Another game against the Warriors, as we figured out that pretty much every game for the Kings is against the Warriors. And the Athletic, we'll get back to them. We just talked about their breakout player prediction for the Kings being Keegan Murray. Can he take that leap? If he does, I believe good things are in store for your purple and black but right now it's time for the fun in the 40s getting to know you edition there we go this along with the um what's that front like a current affair what's the music for the birthdays in the morning when we do crosstalk with the entertainment tonight music entertainment tonight yes sir that and this gets stuck in my head it's not great throughout the day it's not 
I was whistling this in the hallways. I think I annoyed some people, but, uh, you know, I tend to do that from time to time. Uh, but right now, let's start with this, Chris. What is, uh, describe your perfect day. Oh, my gosh. Um, let me hear what yours it sounds like first. Okay. I got I to workshop mine. My perfect day would be waking up. Let's see. <laughs> These days, I go to bed around 10. Yep. I wake up around 6. Okay. So that's a full eight hours right there. Ideally, I would sleep through those entire eight hours. Okay. Uninterrupted. Yep. Uh, I think I'm going to start. This is a random thing, but since we're getting to know each other, I'm going to start keeping a dream journal. Okay. Because I've been having crazy dreams, but then I'll forget it throughout the day. Yeah. I'm going to put like a pen and paper next to my bedside, and I'm when I wake up, I'm going to write down what I dreamt about. Would recommend. I've been doing it for years. Have you really? Yeah. Are you really? trying to learn yeah. anything? Do you know anybody Sandra? else that keeps a dream journal? I don't know anybody that keeps a dream journal. Uh, I know it's a thing. I have not had conversations with people about it. Huh. I just like it for the clarity's sake. Like, just emptying out your brain, write it down, and then it's a nice start to your day. Yeah. I, I got to ask my friend. Maybe it's more common than I think. Maybe it's just something that, that to your point, Chris, that yeah. people don't talk about. I think so. Because I've never heard of anybody keeping a germ, a, a dream journal or dream log. I've definitely heard of it. I Like I said, I've just never. Okay. I've never well, I'm going to start doing it. There's a uh, famous sign. By the way, if you've never seen any Seinfeld, because I know you're mm-hmm. a decade younger than me, watch Seinfeld back, please. It's gotcha. a great show. But there's an episode where Jerry has a joke Yeah. because he's a comedian. He yes. plays basically himself in the show. And he wakes up in the middle of the night and he writes it down. And then he, like, loses the piece of paper. Anyways, it's, like, sort of a dream log, but not really. It's just a joke that he thought of in his dream. Um, Why was I saying that? Oh, yeah. So I sleep the entire eight hours. Uh, We're doing perfect day. Yes, that's what I thought we were doing. I sleep the entire eight hours. I wake up. uh, Let's see. I have French toast. See, this is not possible because I can't cook. Okay. So I'd have to, like, go somewhere. But let's just say. So it just magically appears, let's say. Yeah, in this perfect day. I have French toast. Some OJ. Okay. Um, and this then right, what? just going to get through your day. I read the paper. Okay. Uh, That's the, your perfect day. The comics and the sports. In the beginning. This is just the beginning. That's what you... Okay. And then... It's your day. It's your day. Let's see. Man, I don't know. I, I guess it would be Sunday. Sunday is my favorite day of the week. So okay. I'd read the Sunday comics, the Sunday sports okay. section. Then I'd watch football from 10 to 10. Okay. And then I'd go to sleep. <laughs> I would, on a Saturday, I would like to wake up at, like, 10. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd like to wake up and have, like, either a breakfast burrito or maybe, mm, like, a, a, breakfast a, a Noah's, really good. like, bagel sandwich okay. ready for me. Okay. Um, I don't really care what I do during the day. I'll watch TV until, we'll just say noon. All so right. Maybe there's a game on. We'll say, let, let's open up the day with some morning basketball. Okay. Uh, and then for lunch. Kings Raptors. Let's not do that. 10 a.m. We'll we'll Why do, not? Because uh, I don't want to watch the Raptors on my best day. Oh, well, I was just thinking of a Okay, Kings Knicks. Let's do, uh, at the Mecca. Sure. Okay. Let's do uh, Kings beat the Warriors on, on this day. All right. Uh, we'll say um, at for lunch, we're having pizza and wings. Sounds great. Mm. Uh, we'll do some lemon pepper and some, some buffalo wings. All right. Uh, Got to be like... Not not the hottest wing, but the one under that. Uh, and then let's say I pull off a great fantasy football trade at around two o'clock. Just okay, to, just to you know, that's just random. To get the get the 
motion. I don't know. The emotions right. flowing. And I like then, it. Uh, I don't know. Probably golf. Probably golf for for you know nine holes or so. That takes about two hours. And then for dinner, I don't know. Have steak. Steak and with your lovely girlfriend or something. Absolutely. All right. Favorite cereal growing up. I got an answer for this. Apple Jacks or uh, CTC Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Yes. All very day. excellent choice. But I think that they take silver to both of us. Sounds like you went Apple Jacks above CTC. I'm gonna go CTC first. Really? Yeah. Okay. In terms of just taste, yeah. CTC gets the silver medal for me. Yeah. Fantastic, because you can drink so the good. milk so after. It's basically so cinnamon milk. Yeah. After. Or chata. But I gotta go Lucky Charms number one. Oh no! I Love can't do that. Lucky I can't do that. Not a marshmallow guy. Uh, that's the only good part about it. The okay. little checks or whatever are terrible. But when you mix them with the marshmallows, everything's good. I got into like an actual. I would, I would consider it a debate with De'Aaron Fox and Tyrese Halliburton when he was here uh, about cereal. It really? Was like it was the it was before media day. It was probably like the on most air or off air. It was off. Oh, I mean, we have we we did it for socials. Um, but yeah, like they were very passionate. I said Apple Jacks to De'Aaron and he was like, he was offended by it. I kind of am the same way. I'm not a big Apple Jacks guy. Y'all are tripping. All right. Quickly here. You can have dinner. Let's narrow it down to three just to save time. Three people dead or alive. At the dinner table. Who are you having dinner with? Oh, geez. Um, I can go first if you want. Yeah, go ahead. Because I got to mix entertainment with just like shock value of like they're here. Well, you got to think about it's not like they're not going to play a song for you. No, I know. You're having a conversation yeah, exactly. with them. Yeah. yeah. Uh, first one off top is Charles Barkley. Okay. Probably Jerry Seinfeld, as I mentioned before. And then just because of how damn cool he is, Barack Obama. Okay. Like Jordan's more excellent, right? Jordan's but not. He would be boring as hell. You wouldn't want to have no, dinner no with way. Michael Jordan. Yeah. There's no way. Those are my three. I would definitely want a funny table. I think Charles is a great. He's just a great. Charles like, is just, he's a glue you guy. Love him or hate him, he's you want him guy. at your dinner table. Yeah, he's yeah. gonna riff. He's gonna say some. Yeah, you funny can take things. Charles. I'm gonna add Charles to the list. Uh, we'll do Charles. We'll do Dave Chappelle because gotta oh, get some humor in there. Good one. And Chappelle's got some thoughts on for some sure. Things, for yeah. sure. Uh, Sometimes and then, controversial. Let's see here. Who should I go with the last Charles spot? Barkley, Maybe I've said, you know what? I'll put Mike Tyson in there because we, we're just Tyson. telling stories. That's and a good one those too. Guys, that I feel like that trio of guys yeah. will have stories on top For of days. stories that are all hilarious. I want to hang out with those three. None in the of backyard. those three have a filter either. A hundred percent. Un, yeah, I'm, I'm here for. It. That's a good list. Thank you. It's a good list. Thank you. I just, just want to ask. I would. I just want to ask Barack Obama what happened to JFK. You know all the presidents have the secrets. You know what I'm saying? That'd be my first question. You should have. Why didn't you? You could have had JFK. You said living or dead. You oh, should have just. That's true. Had well, JFK he does, but he doesn't know what it. happened to him. I'm sure he, he has some idea. He wouldn't have any answers for me. He's the one that you know. He's the last I'm not person. Gonna, that, I'm not that even gonna. <laughs> I, I have things that I want to say. Look it up, kids. To. Look it up. Coming up next, we're back to the athletic, and we will be talking about their preview for the King season. We've been talking about it a ton. It's around the season. We are six days away from the NBA season, and Kings Warriors tip off tonight on NBA TV. We will discuss that and the preview for their season. Coming up next, Chris Walken, Zachariah, Sacktown Sports, eleven forty.